Up next is a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dotson, pastor of JF Believers Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. Subscribe to our podcast by visiting burningdogradio.com and clicking on subscribe. Thanks for listening to Burning Dog Radio. Matthew chapter 24. Verse 21, for then there will be great suffering, such has not been from the beginning of the world until now, no, nor ever will be. I must say that few verses in scripture elicit more of a stillness of soul than the ones before us, if not literally the one before us. Photos of hundreds of years of God's patient care will flood the minds with the realization that upon these verses before us herein, it is all coming to a terrible close. This verse speaks of the worst horror ever known to man. That is a staggering thought considering, well, I can think of some pretty horrific pictures of man's inhumanity. I mean, all the wars, the concentration camps, the genocides, the ethnic cleansings, the disease and famines, dictators and tortures. Once again, a near fulfillment of this prophecy came to pass in 70 AD with that plundering and burning of Jerusalem. Countless lives were lost in terrible ways. Yet this passage is telling us that that will pale in comparison to the latter events of the tribulation, the far fulfillment. Verse 22 says, unless these days had been shortened, no flesh have bit would have been saved. But for the sake of the chosen ones, those days will be shortened. Those days. In this case, those days is a period approximately three and one half years. A period so terrible that no one will survive it unless Jesus intervenes. Throughout all of the horror, Jesus never loses his love for his own. It is for these that he comes to the rescue. One might be apt to have a hard time with the face of our Lord so presented herein. But let us remember, it has been a minimum of, well, six to eight thousand years. And ultimately, all of this, well, this is man's fruit. Verse 23 goes on and then if any man tells you, behold, here is the Christ, or there, don't believe it. Amazing. I wonder how many bad situations could have been averted if only folks would read these verses. Jesus didn't secretly return to earth in 1914, as the Jehovah Witnesses claim. If so, why has every eye not seen him? So says Revelation 1.7. So many false pro prophets, so many false messiahs have come and gone. So many Jesuses seeking to be the next in line. Often, well, they fool so many because they are indeed able to present signs and wonders. You see, we must remember that there will be those who stand before the Lord at judgment and claim, quote, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works, end quote. And we also know that verse goes on to say, he will say, depart from me. I never knew you. 
The ability to produce signs and wonders is certainly not proof of where the power behind them comes from. Yet such will be enough to convince many of the world that the Antichrist is indeed the Messiah. Verse 24, for false Christs and false prophets will arise and they will show great signs and wonders so as to lead astray, if possible, even the chosen ones. This tells us a lot concerning the heart of man. If you will please our flesh, well, we'll follow you anywhere. Certainly our current political climate speaks volumes to that fact. If we can have our flesh pleased in the name of religion, well, we'll follow you even to hell. Verse 25 says, Behold, I have told you beforehand. We are once again reminded that while the overt meaning herein is that Jesus had warned his apostles concerning the upcoming fulfillment of this prophecy, he also warned us today beforehand of the reality of this prophecy. I mean, Jesus is not trying to be mysterious and secretive. He is being open and loving, clearly warning man of the truth for any that would truly hear him. Verse 26 says, If therefore they tell you, Behold, he is in the wilderness, don't go out. Or behold, he is in the inner rooms, don't believe him. For as the lightning flashes from the east and is seen even in the west, so will be the coming of the Son of Man be. For wherever the carcass is, that is where the vultures gather together. Again here, we have a clear declaration of the fact that when Christ returns, there will be no doubt in anyone's mind of the reality of his being and presence. In verse 28, the idea is that our Lord's second coming will not be grandiose in terms of a Hollywood production. It will not be a secret or even ultimately a surprise. His coming will be a quite natural and organic end result of man's unbelief and his blasphemy. Verse 29 says, But immediately after the suffering of those days, the sun will be darkened, the moon will not give its light, the stars will fall from the sky, and the powers of the heavens will be shaken. And then the signs of the Son of Man will appear in the sky. Then all the tribes of the earth will mourn, and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of the sky with power and great glory. While mankind does not know the date of the rapture of the church, we do, in a way, know when he will return in his second coming. For he gives us a precise time frame here in these verses where he tells us clearly he will return immediately after the tribulation of those days. Many scriptures and or many passages in scripture tell us of the profound cosmic disturbances that will precede our Lord's second coming. And if you're interested, you can look them up. Isaiah 13.10, Isaiah 34.4, Ezekiel 
32 verses 7 and 8. Joel chapter 2 verse 30 and 31 and 4:15. Haggai chapter 2 verse 6. Zechariah 14 verse 6. Revelation chapter 6 verses 12 through 14. That was our daily devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson. For more information about Pastor Tim and JF Believers Church, visit jfbelievers.com.